0: welcome back to the podcast my guest today is actor model bodybuilder and high performance coach roman fisher roman does film acting voiceovers fitness modeling bodybuilding competitions and helps transform people's minds and bodies as a young child roman was diagnosed with adhd but overcame it through his healthy lifestyle of clean nutrition and exercise roman enjoys not only the artistic work in his life but also the humanitarian aspects of his work, with helping others to level up. It is my pleasure to welcome the other Roman. Hey, man. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, it's the first time I have a Roman on the show other than myself, so it is a very unique episode. Oh, yeah. um, and as I often do with my guests, I start out with a question. And it's a very simple question. It can be a complex answer, but whatever your answer is, is the perfect answer. What to you is this thing called ADHD?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things where it makes anyone that has that condition just, you know, difficulty. They have that, you know, extreme and intense difficulty with focusing and just concentrating even on the simplest or uh, basic of tasks.
0: Got it. Yeah. And you would know, as I mentioned in the intro, that you as a young child uh, were diagnosed, right, with ADHD? Yes. Um, Tell us, take us back there, right? Our listeners are, the majority of the listeners are parents. We have some adults with ADHD, but the majority are parents. And you were at some point... That child in in a parent's life that was said to have this disorder called ADHD. So, take us back there. What's your earliest memory of coming in contact with this thing?
1: Yeah, really, just to you know take a trip back on uh, memory lane. I would have to say when I first you know discovered that condition for myself, I was about seven or eight years old, and I was at the doctor's office, and my parents uh, took me in because. I was always you know going through school not really able to focus on my classes homework or anything going on that i was um learning at that time and so they took me into the doctor's office and they wanted just to analyze really and pinpoint what is going on like what's going on with roman like why is he not focusing why is he not concentrating like what is the you know key issue and key problem here and then after you know much discussion with the doctor he actually came to the conclusion that I had um, ADHD and that it was hard for me to focus and uh, concentrate on anything.
0: And do you remember, I mean, this is a long time ago, but do you remember uh, anything around what that felt like to be, uh, I don't want to say labeled, that's like almost leading the witness, but like what it felt like to hearing about this disorder or ADHD, there's something maybe not off with your brain. Do you remember anything? So what I remembered,
1: uh, my earliest memory, I would say, of the whole process with me having ADHD, it was really, I would have to say, it was just not really being able to, you know, concentrate on really anything. And just, it was hard to actually just keep going and study the homework I would have. And, you know, my grades were horrible, believe it or not. But it was not easy to, you know, make sure that I remembered what I needed to remember for a test that was um, coming up or just to pay attention in class, I would always, you know, space out, think of a lot of different things. Not that people in school don't do that. (laughs) But I was one of those uh, kids that would do that to the extreme. And I could never really be present in that moment, you know, with the class and everything going on. It was it was nuts.
0: Yeah, totally. And after the doctor visit, going back to school and continuing your life, did you feel different about yourself now that you've, that a doctor said something about it?
1: I, I definitely did. You know, it was one of those things where, um, in a sense, it was like a label was put on me. But to be honest, like that condition is is real. And that condition I had, I definitely, you know, was suffering you know, through it and not even knowing what it was until I found out what it was. But after finding that out and I guess being labeled that, if you, if you will, that really did in a sense, take a toll on my mental state too, because I felt like I couldn't overcome it. And it was just one of those things that would always be there no matter what. And yeah, I was prescribed medicine. I was just trying to find any way to get around that, you know, problem. But even with medicine, it wasn't always easy to focus my adhd was pretty severe
0: and do you remember was it ritalin or was it something like that or do you remember the medication name you know
1: it's crazy i've been on so many medications from you know prozac to abilify to you name it but it was it was one of those uh you know key medicines they usually put on uh kids but I can't really remember the exact one they used for the ADHD, but I do remember going through a bunch of different meds, like um, you know, Adderall, ibuprofen, bold wow. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. All the all the medications I went through over knew- my life.
0: Right. So you mentioned other medications. Were they sort of prescribed as, as they often say, comorbidity, that you had ADHD, here's your meds, and now you actually also have another thing with meds, or did this happen later that the other meds came in?
1: Yeah, so some of them happened around the same time, but most of them did come later in my life.
0: And the ones that happened at the same time, what was it for? Was it to support the ADHD or was it for additional uh, conditions?
1: Additional conditions like depression, anxiety, stuff like that, to you.
0: And did they say that was due to the ADHD or was it just or how was that presented, if you remember?
1: Yeah. So from what I best remembered um, of that situation and circumstance was the ADHD was kind of its own issue and its own beast. But the other medications were to also help counteract that a little uh, a little bit too, but it was mainly a separate issue.
0: Got it. And your parents were uh, how did how what was their reaction? Were they at first, uh, maybe against it or for it? Or was it just a easy? Let's let's do it.
1: Yeah, my parents honestly, were pretty on board with the idea. I mean, obviously, they wanted me to um, overcome the ADHD, however possible. And so they took the doctor's advice. And they thought that well, maybe medication, maybe that's the answer. So we did go down that route. Uh hate to say it, it didn't really fully, you know, work for me. I feel like it did reduce the you know ADHD some and it did bring my focus and awareness um up a little bit, but it definitely was not, you know, as prominent as I would want it as I would have wanted it to be, basically.
0: And many children uh, have side effects, right? It's common that their side effects. Do you remember having any side effects?
1: Yes, definitely. Just like weight gain, uh, sometimes sleep, uh, sleeplessness to you. You know, I had a bunch of different side effects, it would sometimes even appetite uh, reduction. So sometimes I would want to eat more, sometimes I would want to eat less, just depending on which medicine they were putting me on for the ADHD. But yeah, there were a lot of different side effects. And Side effects are no joke. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of things have side effects in life, especially with doctor prescribed medication. But yeah, I had a lot of side effects. And they were really not, you know, something I would wish on anyone.
0: (laughs) And did you what about your personality? Was there any side effects there with were you different on meds than off? Did anybody notice? Uh, How did you feel?
1: Yeah. So my personality, my personality definitely did take a, you know, shift or change. And I was actually more honestly, I was more depressed at times when I took the ADHD medication. It's crazy because a lot of these medications that you're put on, they definitely can help or at least somewhat help a certain situation. But then after maybe masking that a little bit, there's another problem. That comes along
0: with it yeah that's i've heard so many stories that you know or or it's just taking one medication and then because of the side effects there's another medication that's supposed to manage those side effects but that medication has its own side effects and it just like oh never, yeah it right keeps that, going. <laughs> yeah it's kind of laughable but in a way for some kids it's like uh, yeah. it's a lot of side effects right um Definitely. so and when uh how long did you take medication for?
1: Yeah, so I would say ever since I was around seven years old, that's when I was put on the medication. And then I had it for about seven, up to about 13. And then I was put off temporarily from the uh, medication. I weaned myself off. Uh, you know, my doctors were okay with it because I was, you know, after getting through some puberty and maturing a bit, they felt like, you know, getting off the medication could be, you know, a good thing. But after that, I went back on uh, the medication for about a couple of years when I was around um, 15. And then after that, I've been off medication since. And that's wow. really ever since I got into fitness and wellness, my medication, I'm just, I say uh, bye to it.
0: <laughs> you Yeah, you switched from... uh from medication to medicine right and medicine of of uh wellness which we'll get into in a second here so you um you then through high school had a couple more years on meds uh and then everybody agreed that I guess were you doing better at school was that was that the reason or yeah
1: so partially uh doing better at school and then also just outside of school just a huge you know personality shift and I think huge increase in focus and clarity in my mental state and also just being more, you know, proactive and productive in my life and not letting things get to me and just staying the course and whatever I was pursuing in life.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: people took note of that, especially my parents, of course, but even everyone else around me, like friends, uh, family members to you outside of parents, they they really did see a huge, huge change.
0: Great. Now, um, you know, our podcast, our movement is really about figuring out not so much what's the cause of this so-called disorder ADHD. It's more, you know, I always look for what could have been possible, like uh, instigators in the environment of a child in the family environment that might cause the nervous system to go into defense mode or that might cause there to be some discomfort, you know, a need to kind of check out and be distracted. Do you, can you think of anything that, that in your childhood, in your family, that your family was dealing with at the time that could have been stressful for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would have to say, honestly, my parents not always getting along, Um, you know, for the most part, they did get along, but not always, you know, seeing eye to eye on things. Sometimes they would argue with each other. Uh, Also, my my sister and my mom didn't really get along too well. So all that stuff going on, just a lot of family drama, if you will, and family dilemmas that really did take a toll on my emotional and mental state and mental health as a whole. And that also, of course, really made it hard for me to focus, too. So I would say environmental aspects, not just, you know, genetics and hereditary Uh, factors, but I would also say environmental aspects of my life really did take a toll on my mental state and emotional state, and really made it hard to focus um, at times to you.
0: Well said, yeah, because it it really comes down to, uh, you know, a child, especially if you're sensitive and I believe that the new generations are getting more and more sensitive because our operating, your human operating system is evolving and there's more and more noise and color and everything is just amped up. And so we are more sensitive, right? As the the new generations that are being born. And so any kind of disruption in the family environment can be a lot to handle for a child. And then you just want to check out, you want to feel good instead of being in the present moment that feels discom- like uncomfortable, right? Yes. definitely. So, yeah. It sounds like that's that applies here as well. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, so I'm excited. I want to, I want to dive into this, this healing part of our interview. So you said that roughly towards the, the end of high school that you, you were taken off of meds or you weaned off of meds. And then you discovered, I'm assuming you discovered at at what, 15, 16, workout, nutrition, Uh, get us started on that. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, definitely. So that's a whole nother uh, story in itself. So there were a couple factors, a couple main factors that really got me into health and wellness, especially. And I would say uh, one minor factor too, but two big things that played a role in actually getting me into the whole health and fitness uh, arena was first seeing my brother just lift weights and seeing the transformation, not just physically, but in his whole emotional and mental demeanor to seeing him go from being super skinny, not very confident to becoming a lot more muscular, a lot stronger, and just a lot more confident in his everyday life. So seeing that firsthand, especially my own brother, that definitely did, you know, take a really good um, effect on me. And it was a great influence on me because well <laughs> here I am today. <laughs> so uh that that definitely was one key thing that got me into what I do now but also seeing and this is a more, you know, serious uh reason and a definitely a more sad reason but it still definitely shaped me into what I am today. But seeing my grandpa, just seeing him pass away due to not really eating healthy and just not really taking care of his inner and outer self, not really watching like what he was drinking, what he was eating, and yeah, just not living his life the way he could have. And that obviously isn't good for anyone. And it does take a toll on, on just about anybody whenever your grandpa or any family member passes away, that that's a hard you know situation and a tough pill to swallow. But after seeing that, it I will admit it did put me in a deep depression. But after you know, after the fact, in hindsight, it did inspire me, and it really lit a fire underneath me to want to actually not go down that same route and not go down that same path. So with that, you know, being said, I just took it upon myself to make sure that I would go down a better route for my own health and my own wellness. And then from there, I wanted to help others do the same. And so I would say the additional reason why I got into fitness and even stuck with it too and was consistent with it was researching all the positive um, changes that happen when you start eating clean, eating healthy, and working out at least three to four days a week consistently each and every week, just from living longer, feeling better, sleeping better, and yeah, just looking younger, longer, like all those things really, really did catch my attention. And they really caught my eye. So that was another key reason why I got into fitness and stuck with it.
0: And so that's great. And so it sounds like you really used that adversity of of a death of a loved one, right to kickstart you into to to inspire you and also with your brother to, to, to inspire you to be more confident, be more. Uh, healthy, live longer. And then at what point did you notice, or was it maybe observed by others that your so-called ADHD behavior started to dissolve as you were, uh, you know, involved in fitness and, and studying nutrition diet? Yeah, for sure. So after
1: much weightlifting and doing some cardio and just eating clean, especially when I started eating organic, And just cutting out all the artificial colors and, uh, you know, chemicals they were pumping into our food and that they still pump into our food today. After cutting all that out and swearing that out of my diet, people started noticing my energy went up, uh, my focus increased, and I wasn't really distracted as easily. And my brain, instead of going in like 10 different directions, (laughs) and maybe only one in one or two. So it was a lot more manageable for me. But also people that, you know, hung around me and spent time with me, they found it much easier to be around me and to talk to me because I wasn't going off on like several different tangents and what I was thinking and what I was saying and really what I was doing to you. So after a lot of, you know, I'd say after the time it took when I got into fitness and started eating healthy, I would say it probably took really only about a few months and people started really noticing. A huge change.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I noticed it with uh, Kai, my son, who was diagnosed uh, at the age of seven, very similar. Uh, we opted to not, you know, do medication. And he recently, so I was also into fitness, I bodybuilded in my early 20s. I had friends who did bodybuilding. And I was always at the gym till maybe early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And then I kind of just was like, nah, I'm just gonna do outdoor stuff. And recently, Kai came to me and he said, Dad, I really want to work out. And he was like 13 at the time. Oh, nice. And most gyms were like, well, he has to be 14 and supervised and it just never worked out. But so now he's 14 and now we're back at the gym. And I love it because it's father, son. We, we spend time there. Nice. And, you know, and like, just like you described, it's been a few months and he tells me he sleeps better. He just seems more mature and more, I don't want to say focused because that's a cliche in a way, but he he definitely does have more of a, a, a collected kind of way of being about him. He's not as scattered, you know, um, so I can totally, I totally hear what you're saying. I think for the parents listening. Um, Again, I'm not an expert in this and I'm not a scientist or a medical professional, but there is something about too much energy being stored in a person, right in a, in a human, especially a a younger human being, and if it doesn't get channeled into something productive or something healthy, then where does it go? What can they do? They're going to just be all over the place and be annoying and irritated and can't focus, right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, if you contain something for too long i mean it's going to want to explode somewhere so like if you don't contain it properly or if you don't channel it properly it's going to try to go in any direction possible and at that point like you said it's just going to make you scattered and everywhere just all over the place
0: yeah yeah no that's that's really great that you're taking that on so now we knowing that our audience is parents with with children right um what what is your Advice. I mean, you've talked about a lot of it already or suggestions or even beliefs. Why simply because somebody may be listening on like what just exercise and diet is going to make it away, go away. No, that's not possible. Like, what do you say to to that, to your own belief that, yeah, I know you've seen it happen. It works.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say to anyone out there, anyone listening right now that this stuff does work. I know it does sound too good to be true. Because uh, it is, it, it really does sound like something that you know is like something out of a fairy tale. You know, how could you know just something that simple be that effective? But I gotta admit, it really, it really is like from firsthand experience and from having the clients I've had too, just seeing the transformation from their physical bodies to their emotional state and mental state. It, it's a huge, huge transformation. So I would say my best advice. Is to first just start small. Like don't don't rush into fitness, thinking that you have to accomplish this, accomplish that. Yes, results you know will come. The results will come. But just take it you know one step at a time. Start small, and break your big long term goals into smaller, um, easier, more attainable goals. After doing that, just analyze really what you want and just go all in, go all out. But don't like get frustrated. Don't get frustrated along the process, because it is definitely progress over perfection. And I tell this to all my clients. And I even remind this to myself every day that this is a journey. You know, ADHD, it's it's not easy to deal with having lived with it for several, several years myself. But it is something you can and will overcome. Don't resort to, you know, prescription medication, especially if you can avoid it, try to just do it the most natural way you can. And I also recommend taking some natural supplements and natural herbs to to help, you know, calm your anxiety and ADHD. Because that also, in addition to just getting out, working out, even if it's not weightlifting, just going for walks, even just stretching, walking and eating healthy. You know proteins veggies fruit and having that with natural supplements that'll definitely help with your adhd for sure
0: well thank you yeah did you hear kids you're supposed to eat vegetables and fruits (laughs) yes i've told my kids so many times they're like dad i don't want to try cauliflower i only like broccoli i'm like you got to expand your horizon little man you know oh yeah Uh, but of course I get it when you're a child it's like whatever tastes sweet or salty or like gimme 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 it's good you know so it's going to take uh, like Roman is saying it's going to take a little bit of a it's a it's a process and I think for parents out there you know we in this culture and this society we're so used to the quick fix pill right but it might take a few months to get somebody onto healthier vegetables and fruits you know or Stop with drinking soda and, and things like that. But what I'm hearing is that it is, you know, you can go to the gym and still eat ju- junk food and it, you're kind of counteracting the progress, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Fitness is a lot of it, but I would say most of it, most of it for sure is diet, at least 80% of it. And that's not just with losing weight or gaining muscle, that's also with overcoming and getting through uh, ADHD too, because If you're only working out, like you said, and if your diet's not in check, you're not really going to be going much of anywhere. Yes, you will get the benefits and some of the results from fitness and being active and some of the endorphins and some of those benefits. But if you're not eating healthy, you're still potentially going to get, you know, ADHD symptoms still within you because a lot of our foods actually cause ADHD. I hate to say it, a lot of the, you know, foods that people eat with these artificial colors, the blue dyes, red dyes, and all those things that they pump into are, you know, candies or just a lot of different foods and drinks. Sodas have it. And that's the thing. It's like people resort to these prescription medications to try to fix or mask the problem that ADHD really is. But the problem isn't really Uh, or the solution rather isn't that the solution is actually cutting those bad things from your diet. Uh, And when you do that, the ADHD really wouldn't be there to begin with, at least not for most people. So it really begins with your diet. At that point, you wouldn't even have to think about prescription meds. And then even if you still would have ADHD with a clean diet, that's how or that's when you just go work out and you just try to take it one step at a time. But yeah. it all really just begins with your diet. It's not the prescription meds that's the solution. It's just cleaning up your diet. And then from there, just getting active.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I've, I've talked to two specific uh, uh, people about this. And one was uh, John Gray. He wrote, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And he he transitioned into other topics and books. And he wrote a book on ADHD and foods. And then I talked to Davis Spray, who's the Bulletproof, the founder of Bulletproof, uh, the brand and and many biohacking companies that he started. And they both basically said the same thing. It's like these these food additives or these food colors or all these, these chemicals in our food, they attack the nervous system. They basically You know, attack and damage the nervous system, and and of course, physically also our body, but the nervous system is important here because the nervous system is then, then causes the behaviors we see in children and we go, oh, that kid can't sit still. They're nervous, fidgety, can't focus, right? That's nervous system related. And a lot of the, the things you mentioned, right, the food colors and all this stuff. Is actually directly linked to that. So, yes, I would agree that a lot of these things in, inflame the behaviors, right? And I believe we're all, uh, I think ADHD is an addiction to distraction. And I think we're all somewhat addicted to certain distractions. But as parents, if we can help our kids remove them from the environment, the food coloring, the food, you know, the chemicals, uh, the media, all this stuff, when we pull that all out, then we're faced with the present moment, right? And then kids go, I'm bored. But we need to, think, we need to teach our kids that it's okay to be bored because out of that comes creativity and invention, right? Absolutely. Just wanted to throw that in there. By the way, I'm really excited and I'm not related, uh, uh, connected to it, but there's a, uh, you may have heard of it, but there's a, I'm just going to look it up. There's a Netflix uh, documentary coming out in early August called Poisoned, The Dirty Truth About Your Food. So- I saw a trailer and it looks really great. Uh it's another documentary really looking at what's in our food. So I'm sure you and I will enjoy that for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I got to check that out. Yeah. Um so tell me t- today you have your own business, you're You're a personal fitness coach, right? Wellness coach. You have clients that you teach. Um, Where do you see yourself going from here with all this knowledge on uh, ADHD, on fitness, you know, wellness, diet, and so forth? What is Roman Fisher up to? Yeah,
1: definitely. Just basically having people be aware that while ADHD is a real thing, and it's definitely not something you and I have to really deal with, it is something that you can Focus on, no pun intended. (laughs) And you can, and you can actually overcome with the right strategies and methods. Again, just by first eliminating all, you know, sugary foods, or at least limiting that as much as possible. And then all the artificial colors, dyes, and the preservatives and all just all the junk, all the toxins that they pump into our food. So first eliminating that and realizing that's a real thing that they do. After that, just Getting active, even just two or three days a week, even if uh, even if it's just walking or jogging around the block, something that simple, and just working on small steps to bigger steps, to then eventually getting into the gym and yeah, just going from there. So my goal is to, with all this, is to inspire people and have them be aware of that and how they can actually transform their minds, their bodies, and overcome. This you know dilemma and this problem that we call ADHD, so I I definitely can see it for a lot of people that they have it, but I do know there always is a solution for every problem out there, and I want to be that driving force to help them overcome it.
0: Nice. Nice. I love that. And in our show notes, we're going to have Roman's website. That is romanfisherofficial.com. That's kind of a tongue twister, right? Fisher official. It is. It is. I
1: I really, when I first made that website that with the domain, I looked at it, I'm like, okay, it looks, it looks good. And then I like said it back to myself. And I'm
0: like, I never thought Fisher official (laughs) actually (laughs) rolls like that, but okay. (laughs) Well, here's what we're going to do. You can say it 10 times fast. Ready? go all right roman you could say it about three <laughs> times right um, oh yeah <laughs> it's great though cuz we have that's why we have show notes so our listeners can actually have a link and click on it uh you can get in touch with roman you're welcome to reach out to him ask any questions you might have around workout diet all of that good stuff and um i just want to thank you for uh you know sharing a part of your your personal history personal life story and also congratulate you that you went from a medicated child and that you're now an unmedicated adult that's found a way to uh stay in your lane right uh, everybody's unique everybody has their journey uh you're probably better off training people than sitting at a desk and being an accountant is my guess yeah you know <laughs> right and Definitely. we all have our journey and you you really uh, are again an example of of a child I call it Roman turned out because if your parents were ever worried that you were going to turn out, I'm assuming you correct me if I'm wrong, but they're proud of you today for living your own life and actually making a living and right. Creating yeah, something. powerful. Oh yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And uh, uh, hope to have you back in the future, but thank you for being on the podcast and uh, all the best with the rest of your, your journey.